you take your Bibles and, and uh, turn to Lamentations, the Lamentations of Jeremiah, appreciate that so much. Thank you so much for being, for the privilege of being here, Pastor, and it it's really is a joy. Um, and we hope that you will be able to be here tonight for the uh, demonstration of Christ in the Passover, um, and that it'll, it'll be a blessing to you. Uh, it always is amazing to me how God has put his uh, gospel all through uh, even all the Feast of Israel. It's really incredible. And, uh, and, and the future. You know, uh, if, if, if there had been a lot more knowledge of the Jewish roots, if you would speak, of, of, the, of the gospel, especially in the feast, uh, in, in, a, in general, I think there would be a whole lot less false uh, doctrine uh, that and even things because you know it's hard not uh, it's hard to look at those feasts and everything and not believe what we believe here this morning you know in the pre-trib rapture of the church of a uh, of of of, go, of the time of, of Jacob's trouble uh, the coming of the Lord the thousand year reign it's it's a shame that the thousand year reign of Christ is just not preached more uh, but I think if if you know if the more that you focus on those type of things the more blessing it is and 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 it affects our life today uh, in such a special way. So we really are thankful. And, and, and what that uh, begins with, I believe, uh, is what God really wants for us as a, as a body, as a, a, a Christ. And that is that we would uh, be willing to go and to make sure that both Jews and Gentiles are reached with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because, you know, when it's all said and done, there are a lot of people groups uh, in, in this world, thousands, and there are uh, uh, ethnic groups all around the world. And God cares for every soul, every soul. But humanity in relation to the Great Commission is broke up, broken down in two groups. That's all. Just two groups, right? The Jew and the Gentile. And so no matter where we go or wherever God's calling us or wherever the Lord is, is, is sending any missionary or whatever, we're to go to those two groups. Yeah, let's hear a hearty man. Right? Okay. Amen. Yeah, I mean, because, uh, you know, that's why there's not people just called the Gentiles. And that's why there's not people just called the Jews. Because the Great Commission is both. Now, you might be in an ethnic group or a space where there might not be many or there might not be any uh, Jewish people. Or, or maybe you're in Israel where it's hard to find a Gentile possibly. I don't know. But, uh, but when, when we're talking about the focus of the Great Commission worldwide, we're talking about to the Jew and the Gentile with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And there's reasons for that. And I, I want to just give you a few this morning. We'll begin in the book of Lamentations. You can also have, if you would, your hand over, of course, in Romans. Because uh, we'll be back and forth a little bit uh, there also. We're just beginning in the book of Lamentations. And I pray that God will speak to heart. Why don't we pray and ask God's blessing and then we'll go forth. Father, we thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank for this wonderful church and for the spirit we all sense in here. The singing, the joy. Um, Father, Lord, even in the midst of hardship, God, and many things happening, but you are the one, God, that gives the joy. You give, give a, 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 and it's because of what you've done in our hearts, God, that you have given us eternal life. So thank you, God, for that. It's, it doesn't come from the world. It only comes from you. So I pray, God, that you'll help us now as we look into your scripture. May the Holy Spirit of God speak to us, Father even as people uh, that know you. But also, Lord, if there's someone here that doesn't know 
you, uh, Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ, uh, thy blessed Son, in the free pardon of of sin and in in the salvation that you so freely offered, I pray, God, that you will help them not leave this place until they'll just surrender to you, God, and look up to you for whom comes their salvation and by faith trust you, I pray. Please, we thank you, God, for this. In Jesus' precious name, amen. So why, why should the church be involved in, in, in Jewish evangelism? Uh, and that's what we're going to look at this morning. We're going to begin in the book of Lamentations. You know, as we sit here this morning, really, and I, I'm not sure I've ever said quite like this, but I was just meditating on this this morning. You know, if you're a Christian and you're sitting here this morning and you know the Lord Jesus Christ, you owe Israel a great debt. I mean, a, a great dad. And we know about that. We're going to talk about that in just a little bit. But do you know what? If you are not saved here this morning and you are sitting in this church and you still have not trusted the Lord as your Savior, let me first say life uh, can be over that quick. And that, that you don't know when you're going to die. And I hope and pray that you will not allow your, uh, yourself to even walk out these doors until you know Jesus Christ. But if you're sitting here and you don't know the Lord, you have a lot to be thankful for to the Jewish people too. You say, why? Because it's because that God was willing to turn and allow his people, allow them to be blinded in part that you as a Gentile or even have a door to salvation. That you are even, uh, you have the possibility to be saved. But that wasn't a second thought by God. That was actually his plan from the very beginning. Amen. And so God, God has done so much through the nation of Israel in order to make salvation possible for us. Amen. And that's so wonderful. Uh, but let me just give you a, a few reasons why that we really should have a heart and, and a burden for the nation of Israel. When Mary and I, my wife, when we, we surrendered to go, well, I remember riding back from Chattanooga to the mountains of North Carolina uh, and we were, uh, it was the first time we were at a four-day focus. And Mary looked at me and she said, you know, Ed, she said, not many people really care about this, do they? And I, I'm like, yeah, I'm getting that sense. It's just not really that, that popular, so to speak, or that, that urgent. And so we wrote back and then the next year, uh, you know, we, we kind of got settled back into the ministry. And it's easy when you're not, especially when you don't live in a significant Jewish population. It's really easy sometimes to just not quite have that focus uh, of, of each. It's a little more difficult in places like New York City and other areas areas where they're always all around you. But, uh, but, but sometimes that's, that's not the case. And I remember getting busy and, and that year and I was running a Christian school and all that. And then the next year came in a four-day focus. And so uh, somebody called us and said, are you coming? I said, I guess we will. And we, we went there. We heard four more days of this thing about, and God so arrested our hearts, we surrendered for missions that week. And, uh, and I signed up with IBJM. And, and you know, God, God works in, in hearts uh, like that. But we really need to see what the Bible really says about it. So let's first look in Lamentations. And I want you to look at verse number 12 of chapter 1. The Bible says, Is it nothing to you, all ye that pass by? Behold and see, if there be any sorrow like unto my sorrow which is done unto me, wherewith the Lord hath afflicted me in the day of his fierce anger. I I want you to turn uh, over to chapter 3, and and I want you to look in verse number 
48. And this is a scripture that God used in our hearts uh, as we were looking at this whole need to have a burden and a real heart to reach uh, the, the Jewish people along with the Gentiles. Mine, I run it down, verse number 48, with rivers of water for the destruction of the daughter of my people. Mine eye trickleth down and ceaseth not without any intermission. Till the Lord looked down and behold from heaven, mine eye affected mine heart because of all the daughters of my people. In the word of God, there is a real plea for the nation of Israel. It's throughout the Bible uh, that God wants his people, that God wants those that are focused on his word to actually have a real burden and a heart to reach the Jewish people uh, with the gospel. It says here, is it nothing to you that pass by? It's so easy. And actually, you know, it's easy just to pass by anyone, isn't sometimes? We get so busy, our heads are down. We're, we're going about what we're doing. We're going in and out of Walmart and all of the places that we go. And, and often it, we just get so uh, busy with what we're doing. We don't realize the importance sometimes that God puts on the souls of men and how we need that compassion uh, for the souls of men. Everywhere we look, the person who's waiting on us uh, at that cashier or the, through the drive-thru or whatever the case may be, how we need so much to have a greater compassion for everyone. But the Lord specifically uh, says here that there needs to be a compassion. And, and, and we see Jeremiah had this compassion uh, for his people, the people that had the heritage the people of the adoption, uh, of the glory, the covenants are now fallen. Those people who bought us uh, and, and the church here and those the salvation are now fallen down and their covenants and they're looked on as a curse. They're the chosen people of God, not chosen for their uh, own benefit, but chosen uh, by God. He, he chose to place his love on them. And the very darkness uh, uh, that they, they escaped by being that people pulled out by God, now they are experiencing that darkness and there needs to be this compassion. And this goes right into the New Testament, uh, this same teaching all the way. Paul had that compassion. I want you, uh, you can now turn up to Romans and I want you to look in chapter 9 and look at verse number 1 through 3. Romans chapter 9 and verse number 1 through 3. The Bible says... I say the truth in Christ, I lie not. My conscience also bear me witness in the Holy Ghost that I have great heaviness and continual sorrow in my heart. For I could wish that myself were accursed from Christ for my brethren, my kinsmen, according to the flesh. And then it identifies who they are, who are Israelites. And then he says, who pertaineth the adoption and the glory and the covenants and the giving of the law and the service of God and the promises. You know, it's amazing what we enjoy because of this heritage, right? Uh, the, the very things, I mean, even the focus of how we sing our choirs and how we sing together, that didn't begin yeah, uh, there, uh, with just us, amen? That goes all the way back. And even in the temple times and the singers and the Levites and all that they did, all of these things that we enjoy this morning, and we'll look at even more, we enjoy that because, and he's saying here, these people of the covenant and of the adoption, uh, uh, they are fallen down. So he pleads for their peace. He says to the point, I wish that myself were cursed from God. You know, the apostle Paul was an apostle to the Gentiles, right? But we also know that he was not to the Gentile only. We do know that. 
uh, God gave him such a heart. He had such a heart for his people that he even said, I will wish myself a curse. Uh, and, and we see that even as an example. So there's this plea for compassion. It's a plea for peace for the nation of Israel. Uh, even for the city of Jerusalem. Uh, Psalms 122.6, right? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem, right? Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. And how often all of us, many times in many of our prayers that we pray, often never remember that God commands specifically to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Actually, to pray for it, make that part of our prayers, to keep that in front of us. I was really uh, blessed. I've talked a lot about Asia and about what God is doing over in Manila and areas with the churches there and sending out uh, missionaries. But also uh, really just, and it's amazing, these churches that support missions around the world and what God is doing through them. Um, but, but one of the things that happened is, you know, they take this thing serious. I can remember back in 2010, first going and traveling around to some of the churches and presenting uh, uh, some of these truths. And the next time I went back to the churches, they had like banners up and boxes and they had things that pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I mean, right. It, it, so that it always reminded people to pray uh, for the peace of Jerusalem. And so Paul had this compassion. Uh, we see that all the way through uh, because of that. And, so, and, and we're to pray for the peace of these people. Amen. The peace of, of even the nation right now. Uh, as Simeon, the Jew, uh, in the New Testament, was holding up the baby Jesus. Uh, he said, Lord, now let us not, uh, thou thy servant depart. What? In peace. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation. Uh, and so he, he was able to have peace. And that's what the Jewish people need today, along with the Gentiles, the peace of God. And we should be praying for that according to the word of God. But not only a plea for peace and a plea for compassion, but also there is a plea for the salvation of the Jewish people. Look just a, a page up in Romans chapter 10 and verse number one. Very familiar scriptures. Brethren, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they might be saved. Oh, God. Save my people, save the nation of Israel, for I bear them record that they have a zeal of God, but not according to knowledge. Has anyone ever uh, visited Israel and went to the Wailing Wall? Anyone here ever went there? Yeah, there's a number of hands that's gone to the Wailing Wall. And one of the things, if you can go there and not have your heart broken many times, just uh, looking at it, it's really cold because the, a lot of those uh, folk are there and they're praying fervently, you know. Uh, they have a zeal for God, many of them wanting to reach God. They're going back and forth. You can hear them, especially if you go early in the morning or late in the evening. Uh, I went one time just, very, just before daybreak and went down and the, and the fervency of the zeal that was being expressed as they were praying uh, for that. I don't know what they were saying. I wasn't close enough. A lot of it was in Hebrew. Uh, I, I couldn't understand, but you could see this fervency in their heart. They have this zeal of God, but it's not not according to knowledge. How we need uh, as, as, a, as Christians, as those that owe so much to the Jewish people to pray for their salvation. It's a plea for that salvation. They're being destroyed, as we said in, uh, in, a, in, in the Sunday school hours. They're being destroyed for lack of knowledge. Being destroyed. Hosea uh, uh, chapter 4, verse number 6. They need a knowledge of their sinfulness, just like we did. And we do. We need a knowledge of our sinfulness 
first. We need to know that. And that could only come from God's word. And then they need a knowledge of the Jewish Messiah. We talked about that in the Sunday school. Where uh, some of the things about him, where he would be born, how what he would do. So many things are being destroyed. And God has equipped us and let us see and have his word to be able to share that. So there's this biblical plea for the nation of Israel. That's one reason why uh, that we need to reach them. And, uh, and, and there's a biblical program for them also. Uh, you say, well, why? You, I thought that God was finished with the Jewish people. Well, we know that's not true, right? God is not finished with the Jewish people. Uh, the Great Commission and Israel is inseparable. It's inseparable. It's not possible to separate it. The very foundation of the Great Commission, the Word of God and, and, and the Savior himself uh, all came through the nation of Israel. It's intricately uh, linked to the nation of Israel. So uh, the Great Commission is, is inseparable. And, and God has it. It began with an unconditional covenant with the, with the house of, of Abraham, right? God made this unconditional covenant in Genesis 12. And so we're going to look around. Let's turn back there. Genesis chapter 12 and verse number 1. Genesis 12 and verse number 1. God made this unconditional covenant with Abraham, and that's why that when it comes to uh, the the land and 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 the nation and dwelling in the land, as Christians we cannot stand against that at all. Does that mean that the Jewish people always do everything exactly right? Well, let me ask you a question: Have you ever met a Gentile that does everything exactly right? No, not even even a Christian Gentile. But 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 let me tell you, uh, we as uh, as 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 a church need to solidly stand with the nation of Israel and say, Lord, bless them and help them because this was an unconditional covenant. Look, look, it says in verse two, and I will make of thee a great nation. I will bless thee and make thy name great and thou shall be a blessing. And I will bless them that bless thee and curse him that curseth thee. And in thee shall all families of the earth be blessed. And so it is, uh, it, it, it's, uh, he has a, 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 biblical program that began with uh, Abraham. It, it's unconditional. It's everlasting. I want you to turn to sec, uh, 2 Samuel, if you would, please. Uh, look at 2 Samuel and look at chapter 7. Uh, a great scripture, very similar to what the pastor just uh, shared in just a moment ago. But look what it says in 2 Samuel 7 and verse number 22. First, it describes the God of Israel. Therefore thou art great, O Lord God, for there is none like thee. Amen. Neither is there any God besides thee, according to all that we have heard with our ears. Uh, the other, I just uh, uh, shared the other night, I was walking and, and the moon was coming up. Anybody see this moon? That's, it's, it's been amazing. And, uh, and it, was, it, was, it was orange and Huge and coming up. Well, I was at a body of water walking alongside it when that came up uh, the other night, and I had to sit on the on the thing, and I just had to talk to the Creator for a few minutes, Amen, and and just tell him how amazing he is. You know, not that he doesn't know that, but I just wanted to express that to him. How amazing to see such an amazing moon, and 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 to see his creation. He is an amazing, amazing Creator, isn't he? God and there's nothing too hard for him. But look what it says in verse number 23, right in the same breath. And what one nation in earth is like thy people, even like Israel, 
uh, whom God went to redeem for a people to himself and to make him a name and to do great, uh, you great things and terrible for that land before thy people, which thou redeemest to thee from Egypt, from the nations and their God. For thou hast confirmed to thyself thy people Israel to be a people until they reject you. Did I? Wait, I don't think I read that right. I'll just sing if you're still awake, okay? <laughs> until, unto, uh, unto thee, what's the next word? Forever. And thou, Lord, art become their God. And so we see that through the, uh, through the that not only is there uh, this uh, unconditional program that's gone on, that uh, this covenant, and there continues with this everlasting identity. Of, of, the, of the Israel uh, people, of, of the Jews, and because of that. And it's God's program. So we're not to lift them up. We're to lift up because of the everlasting identity. We're not to lift up the Jewish people. We only lift up God, right? But we're to lift up God and say, wow, God, what an amazing thing that you have established this nation with an everlasting identity for the purpose of the salvation of the whole world. Amen. And that the, uh, that the uh, world salvation would go around the world. So it, it began with this unconditional covenant. It continues with this everlasting identity. And uh, you see this also in Jeremiah chapter 31, talking about the moon and the stars. The Bible says in Jeremiah chapter 31 that the moon and the stars and the sun all would cease. Their ordinances would cease before ne- uh, Israel uh, ceased to be a nation before me. So, you know, the only one of nation in this world that has a promise of not being destroyed is Israel. Right? Uh, and, and we know that they're, they're because of unbelief and because of we know in Bible prophecy there's going to be a, 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 some difficult times. But there's not a nation on the face of the earth that has that promise other than the nation of Israel. And God has done that with this biblical program. But not only that, it will consummate with an eternal purpose. So we see this unconditional covenant, this everlasting identity, but we also see this eternal purpose. I want you to look at Isaiah chapter 43, if you would, please. And by the way, this is a wonderful scripture uh, to share also uh, with with, uh, Jewish people and really... We're, you know, in Christmas time for the, for the Gentiles, you come up to the time of Hanukkah for the nation of Israel. And they celebrate, and that's called the Festival of Lights. The Festival of Lights. Uh, it's, it's wonderful to be able to share some of these scriptures with them during the Festival of Lights. Look at uh, first Isaiah 43 and verse number 5 through 7. Fear not, for I am with thee. I will bring thy seed from the east and gather thee from the west. I will say to the north, give up, and to the south, keep not back. Bring my sons from far and my daughters from the ends of the earth. Uh, and, and so he's made this promise. Now I want you to t- uh, turn up, if you would, to uh, Isaiah 62, please. Isaiah 62. And, uh, and, and a wonderful promise of the Lord in a future day. Look what he says in chapter 62, verse number one. For Zion's sake will I not hold my peace. And for Jerusalem's sake, I will not rest until the righteousness thereof go forth as brightness and the salvation thereof as a lamp that burneth. And look what it says. And the Gentiles shall see thy righteousness and all kings of thy glory. And thou shalt be called by a new name, 
which the mouth of the Lord shall name. And thou shalt be a crown of glory in the hand of the Lord and a royal diadem in the hand of thy God. Isn't that amazing? This is the future uh, of Israel. It will consummate with that eternal purpose. Uh, God has this uh, future plan. In the book of Zechariah, we see how God uh, allows Israel and brings them back at the end of the tribulation time. We're already with the Lord, but they, uh, they, he brings that remnant back. Sad part about it is there will only be one third of the nation of Israel that will actually make it through that time. And that's why we should have this compassion to reach them. But you bring them back and, and bring back the nation of Israel. And in that day, uh, uh, the Lord says there'll be a fountain open to that remnant in the house of Israel. And in one day they'll turn and they'll look on those, uh, the one that they pierce. And, that Bible, and, and the Bible talks about that one day at the end of the tribulation time where he'll gather them. And, and the rest of that remnant will actually receive him as the Messiah. And then for 1,000 years, wow. Uh, it will rule and reign, not out of Atlanta, Georgia, or Huntsville, uh, Alabama, right? But will rule and reign out of Jerusalem with the Messiah and there. So I can tell you that if you can't go to, uh, with uh, IBJM to Israel, you're going one day, amen, if you know the Lord Jesus Christ as your Savior. And his feet will touch the Mount of Olives and for 1,000 years, and it'll be that time that the Gentile nations too, the final fulfillment of this, will come up and there'll be 10 Gentiles that will go up to a Jewish person and say, hey, we want to take hold of thy uh, border of thy skirt and go up to Jerusalem for we've heard that God is with you. And, 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 and for 1,000 years, that will be the truth. Doesn't that sound like... Now, you know, we get excited about a lot of things, don't we? We should really get excited about that, amen? amen. That, uh, that that is going to be such a fulfillment uh, and it's going to be in the nation. So the Lord's purpose and plan for the nation of Israel has not at all changed. Uh, there is a limitation to the na national rejection of, the, of Jesus Christ by Israel. Uh, God has not cast away his people. So uh, there's a biblical plea for the nation of Israel. And there's a program that God has for the nation of Israel. That's why that we as a church should be involved in trying to reach them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ and be praying for them. But not only that, as was already mentioned, there's a priority of evangelism. And I, I can't get away without saying that, right? Romans 1.16. Uh, the Great Commission is to every creature. Every creature. And even if there were not a, a, uh, a priority to the Jewish people, we should love them and try to reach them because they're just created by God. It's to every creature, every nation. And so there should be this sense of wanting to, to reach the Jewish people with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. And, uh, and so we need to be involved. Uh, for 1,900 years, the church as a whole, really, has not been so faithful in this. Not, I believe, the way we should as a church. And I, I plead guilty of, of myself through my life in, in saying, hey, maybe we've not really focused like we should on this. But it's so important. You know, when you read the book of Ephesians, you see a little bit of that picture in the book of Ephesians also. Because the Bible says that the, the mystery of the church the mystery that's revealed is Jew and Gentile in the body of Christ as one. That is the mystery of the church. 
and, uh, and that, that that would be Romans, uh, uh, Ephesians chapter 3 says that very plainly. And the Bible says that the Lord will actually teach the heavenly host about his wonderful wisdom. Read about it in, in Ephesians 2 and 3. He teaches the heavenly host about his wisdom by showing him them, the Jew and the Gentile, as one in the body of Christ. It's amazing. It's amazing truth. And so it brings great glory to the Lord Jesus Christ for there to be both Gentiles and Jews in the body of Christ brought together. And that's why back in the first century that the devil fought it so much that Gentiles were not, not going to be brought in. And Paul went against all odds because he was called because he knew what was at stake. There needed to be these Gentiles come into the body of Christ, not only because there's not, that the Lord's not willing that any should perish, but also that there would be great glory as these Gentiles uh, Gentiles would be brought in uh, to a primarily Jewish church at that time, all, totally Jewish at one point, and the Gentiles would come in. Uh, and so now we see the, the millions of Gentiles that have come in and, uh, through the years, and, and it's wonderful. But now there's this, this disregard almost for the Jewish people that need to come in, and the devil fights that also because he knows that one of the great glorifying points of the church is the body being composed of both Jew and Gentile. And, that the, and, and so you say, wow, it's that important? It's that important. It's that important. It would be been like the early church in, in Jerusalem uh, just uh, deciding, no, we're not going to let the Gentiles in. <laughs> and we're not going to do that, you know, and there was a battle with that, Right. But, uh, but God, in his sovereignty, knew this was his plan from the very beginning. And, that, and so now, as, a, as a, primarily, uh, a primary Gentile church, we should really have a sense of great importance of doing all we can to reach the Jewish people with the gospel and have a burden for them because the glory of Jesus Christ and, and that level of glory, it, it, it's, it depends on that on the fact, as far as the church is concerned, and the example of the mystery of the church. And so that's why, by the way, and I, I'm almost finished here, but that's why that when, we're, when we come back with the Lord, okay, after the seven years, and his feet touch the Mount of Olives, and we're all with him as the body of Christ, and all of a sudden that remnant of the Jewish people come and they embrace the Lord, right, and, uh, and they walked in. I don't think we can imagine what glory that's going to be. What glory to our wonderful Savior that's going to be. Because it's going to fly right in the face of Satan, who has tried all these years to keep either one out of the body of Christ, right? Not only because he doesn't want to see a soul saved, but there is something wonderfully glorious about both Jews and Gentiles being in the body of Christ. Amen. And so we see that, and, it's, and, and Ephesians is a lot about that, amen. And so we, uh, the result is that uh, many times the priority of evangelism, and, we, and we've heard even in, in, in seminary many times, in Romans 1.16, uh, we, we haven't turned there yet. Let's, let's turn there, if you would, please. Romans 1.16, and, and we know it, but I want your eyes to look on it. As, as we say, for I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, right? 
For it is the power of God unto, the, uh, 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 unto salvation to everyone that believeth. And I've actually been in churches, you know, before where they stopped there. <laughs> For everyone that believeth. It didn't go on and say the rest of the verse. But to the Jew first and also to the Greek. And that word uh, first there is not just a word that means uh, first in, in uh, order. Although the gospel did come to the Jewish people first in order. But it means much more than that. The word is proton. It actually means first in priority. It's the same word that's used in Matthew chapter 6 and verse number 33 when the Bible says, But seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all these things shall be added unto you. And we don't just seek the, 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 uh, the kingdom one time and then we go forth and we just live the rest of our life not seeking the kingdom. No, what it's saying is every day of our life, every hour of our life, we should be seeking first the kingdom of God, right? Can you say amen? And seeking that first. Well, that's the exact same word that's used here when it says, but the gospel is to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Not because God loves the Jewish people any more than he loves anyone, but he has this program. Amen. And God, and God knows what will not only glorify his son, the Lord Jesus Christ, but he also knows that, that if we do this thing the right way, and the way God wants us, there'll be just wonderful results and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. So the priority of evangelism, but not only that, the practice of the apostles. That uh, when we look at uh, our, the, as the apostles went out, and we look at that, of course, mainly in the Apostle Paul, but others. Uh, and, and he gave the example in the Word of God. And you see that, Acts 14.1 in Iconium, uh, in, in, uh, uh, in Thessalonica 18.4, in Corinth in 19.8. Uh, you know, different areas, different uh, verses show us that Paul always would go as his manner was to the synagogue first and he would reach them with the Jewish, uh, reach them with the gospel and then some would believe, most would uh, reject many times, then he would go and he would go and, and, and go to the Gentiles and he would give them both. And what am I saying? Uh, even if, if we're not around a synagogue or not around Jewish people should have a burden that they get the gospel with a priority, Right? That's why I'm, I'm pretty bold in this to say that every missionary on the face of the earth should be to the Jew and the Gentile. Amen. It, uh, and, and we go different places in this world, but we go uh, there because it's so important to re, uh, reach them with the gospel. And we should have a burden for them. But I love it because not only uh, it was it the practice of the apostle and, and God has this everlasting program for them, but also... There's promises related to Jewish evangelism, isn't there? I mean, when God allows us to be able to, through his word, to give the word of God out, it's this great promises. We already read one of them. It's a promise of blessing. What greater way could we be to, uh, a blessing to anyone, especially to Jewish people, if we would just give them the gospel? There's no greater way to bless anyone but to give them the gospel, right? Amen. Uh, we, we have different things going on. There's uh, humanitarian projects and things that, uh, that are done in order to show love for the nation of Israel and all that. But to be honest with you, unless it has its end in reaching them with the gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ, we're falling short of what's doing the best for this nation. Amen. Uh, we should, the gospel should be uh, to them and we can be a blessing. And the Bible says... If you bless Israel, I will bless you. Amen. And if you curse them, 
I will curse you. Um, uh, so there's a promise of blessings. The ministry to the Jewish people is full of blessing. But not only that, in Romans 1.16, it says, For it is the power of God unto salvation. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. There's not only a, 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 a promise of blessing, but there's a promise of power. Uh, the power of the gospel. I, I don't know how many times that I heard when I first went into this end of the ministry, so to speak, and tried to promote this and go plant churches that someone said, and literally said to me, why would you go to a people who have rejected the Lord? Why would you go to a people who, who just don't want to hear uh, the gospel, who are so against Jesus Christ and who are, are, are many of them are blinded? Why not go here? Well, first of all, God didn't call me that place okay but the real reason is this the gospel has power amen and there is no one outside of the working power of the holy spirit of god god can work on a jewish heart just the way he works on a gentile heart amen and we see that and with the power of the gospel of the lord jesus christ i i had a really good friend dr ray thompson uh, in, in, at, he was an executive director at BIMI, and he was just a, it's just a blessed friend. Went to church with him. Dr. Thompson's with the Lord now, but Dr. Thompson said one day he was walking in a hospital room, and he was walking down the aisle to go see someone else, and he said he saw a man laying in a, in a uh, room. And, he, you know, sometimes you just see that, and God impresses on your heart. So he, of course, today it's a little bit harder to do that, but he walks into the room, and, and he just says, hey, uh, I just wanted to ask you, are, can I share something with you? And he said, what do you mean? He said, uh, I, I want to share with you the story of Jesus. And, and this man said, no, no. He said, I'm Jewish. He said, I, I don't, I don't want to hear that. I don't want to. And, he's, and he, said, he said, okay. He said, well, I'll tell you what. And he pulled open the drawer and there was a Bible in the drawer of, uh, there. And he said, let me give you this. And while you're laying here, why don't you just uh, read this some, you know? And he said, and the guy said, and, he, and Dr. Thompson walked out. He said he went to visit the other person. And as he came back through, and he, it was gone about 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes. And he went, came back through. And the guy saw him and said, come here. He said, what? He said, I got to tell you something. He said, I'm in here because I tried to commit suicide. And he said, my life is a wreck. And I just opened the Bible, this book, and I found three answers to my problems. <laughs> and he said, this is amazing. And Dr. Thompson said, oh, there's a lot more answers. And he opened up the word of God and he shared the, uh, the, the gospel uh, with, with this, this uh, Jewish man. And that man right there wept his way into the arms of his Messiah, the Lord Jesus Christ. And he got saved. Now, it doesn't always happen quite that quick. Now, a lot of times it takes years or whatever. But let me tell you, the power of the gospel, amen, can arrest any soul, Jew or Gentile, if we're just willing to give it out, if we're just willing to pray. You know, we, a lot of us have acquaintances, both Gentiles and Jews, and we think, wow, they're going to be too tough. No, don't ever think that, because God is able. He's the power. So there's this power of blessing. There's this, uh, uh, this promise of uh, blessing, a promise of power, and there's uh, also a promise of judgment. Now, I want to end with that one. Romans chapter 2, if you would, please. Romans chapter 2. And look, 
The Bible says uh, in verse 4 of chapter 2, Or despisest thou the riches of his goodness and forbearance of, and longsuffering, not knowing that the goodness of God leadeth thee to repentance. But after thy hardness and impenitent heart, uh, treasures up unto thyself wrath against the day of wrath and revelation of the righteousness of uh, judgment of God, who will render to every man according to his deeds, to them who by patient continuance and well-doing seek for glory and honor and immortality and uh, eternal life. Then look at this. And boy, if you're sitting here this morning and you don't know Jesus as your Savior, look at this. But unto them that are contentious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, indignation and wrath, tribulation and anguish upon every soul of man that doeth evil. And then it gives this quote of the Jew first and also of the Gentile. But glory and honor and peace to every man that worketh good to the Jew first and also to the Gentile. For there is no respect of person. There's coming a time in our world and it could be very soon. Uh, the rapture could take place this morning. Do you agree with that? Amen. The rapture could happen. Is, are you ready to go? I am. Amen. Anytime. And the rapture takes place and, and we go uh, to meet the Lord. And this w- world will be plunged. You think about it being dark now. Think about when the Holy Spirit of God is pulled back by the church uh, exiting out of here. And think how dark it's going to be in your neighbor who you've lived next to or, or whatever the case may be. Or maybe you're even sitting here this morning and right now it's not so bad. In just an instant, the darkness upon the face of this, of, of this world. And, and the evil that will be uh, present. And for seven years, just how it will just get more and more intense. And there'll be so many people that will perish. And the nation of Israel, there'll be two-thirds of the nation. That means if there's 15 million alive on the face of the earth right now, they're, they're, according to their own scriptures, according to Zechariah, the Jewish prophet, there will be two-thirds of that, uh, those people, which outnumbers the number that died in the Holocaust. And, 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 and yet we watch movies of the Holocaust and rightfully so our heart just breaks of what was done in that evil day and how that they were taken in the children and all the horrible things that happened. Yet there's a time coming, a judgment coming where, where not only uh, will this world be plunged into darkness, but the nation of Israel will be under intense persecution ultimately to the uh, time where two thirds of them will perish. And I'll tell you this, that I love the nation of Israel. Can you say that with me? Do you love the nation of Israel? But what we need to do is love the souls of men. The doctor. The acquaintances. Because we might not have much time here. And all how we need to give forth this word of God. Have a greater compassion. The Bible says, they that sow in tears shall reap in joy. So our challenge, my challenge to you this morning and my challenge to my own heart is, God, break my heart over this. Help me understand just how important this is to you. Then help me get involved in some way, if it's even just praying. God, help us. Let's pray. Father, Lord, we pray, Lord, that you will help us now. God, I I pray that you will let the word of God, and that's what's really important, 
the word of God sink in our hearts and, and let us understand a little bit about what's coming, God. And Lord, let us have compassion. And Lord, let us hear those words of the weeping prophet Jeremiah. Is it nothing to you that pass by? All ye that pass by. Oh God, help us to lift up our eyes, to look on the harvest of, the, of both the Jew and the Gentile all around us, God. Father, Lord, I pray that, Lord, you'll help if there's someone here this morning that they'll realize the urgency of the hour, God. That, Lord, they'll be saved by the grace of God this morning, Lord. Not leave this place knowing that a dark day's coming and may be right on us. Help us, Father God, to turn to the wonderful blood of the Lord Jesus Christ and the altogether love, a lovely Savior. We pray this in Jesus' name.